Health Quest Radio. It's Dr. David Kolbaba on AM 560. The answer. It's happening all along the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. Meaningful, life-changing moments all around the world. HealthQuest Radio goes airborne wheels up. Copy that. HealthQuest Radio proudly presents Adventures in Health with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hi, I'm Alex, and you, well, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show. Our adventure guide, he is ready. He is the voice of integrated preventive health care in our nation today. He's the clinical director of our West Dundee offices. His story will show he is a man before his time, a real trailblazer. My friend, my partner, and my favorite radio boss, here's our host. Host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hey, Dr. K. How you doing, How are you Well, you, you missed a good show last week, The Problem with Nuts and Seeds. Also, uh, the downside of healthy foods and healthy lifestyle choices. You know, when you're heading yourself in the right direction, you find out there are loopholes and uh, pitfalls to even doing that. Go to our HealthQuest Radio uh, archives for that last week's show. Now, um... You know, we've all heard the term truth in advertising. Uh, and at the same time, I kind of get the sense everything we ever will need, we'll find in a pill. Um, maybe not so fast. But uh, I remember doing a commercial in almost in response to so many of the commercials that are out there on nutraceuticals saying you need to take this for that and so on. And you know, of course, the one-a-day people taught that, uh, you know, that went through my ears decades ago of highly popularized multivitamin supplement. And, and we made a comment in one of the commercials we produced years ago. We said, if you put all the nutrients you would need in a daily requirement supplement, if it were to be that you would take it just once a day, which is really basically stupid, but if you were to take that once-a-day supplement, if it had everything in it that you needed to have in it as a supplement it'd have to be the size of a golf ball. And I think it made people think that nutrients have to be taken, uh, you have to say, a, a certain quantity, and I would say over the course of a nice long day. And in this day and age, we do need to supplement. Now, there are essential nutrients we're not going to get. The body can't make them, or maybe it makes them, but can't make ample amounts of them. We call those essential nutrients. But I've got a question. Can overeating certain foods, like we're doing in this country today, can overeating certain foods cause certain deficiencies leading to sickness and disease? Hmm. Or maybe can under-eating certain foods, you know, some people don't like the healthy ones, can eating, under-eating certain foods lead to sickness and disease? Later on, I want to talk about an ancient civilization magic discovery. They've known about it for centuries. We're going to talk about it right here. I do um, want to hearken back to some of what goes on between the years with you and me. Have you ever thought that maybe... The cause of your snacking and overeating could be that your body is instinctively trying to make up for the deficiencies that, that you have from consuming so many nutritionally poor foods. Maybe. What do you think? Poor foods, you know, overeating, and then you're overeating the poor ones. 
And is it possible that, that your body has cravings because it's trying to tell you to eat more of these essential nutrients that, that need to be in your body for you to gain proper health? I mean, it's kind of like your body might instinctively know while you tend to be oblivious to it. And here's another one. Overeating can lead to weight gain. We know that, which is something that most of us are trying to avoid, kind of, sort of. But if binge eating was considered illegal, criminal, would you be found guilty in a a court of law? Now, I mentioned a moment ago that there are nutrients we cannot make enough of, or we have to say that the body is very dependent on getting it from the outside world because your body makes many nutrients. We call those non-essential nutrients it needs to carry out daily functions. But some nutrients can be made by the body some of the time, but not sufficient amounts to meet the need. So what the body cannot do for itself, it has to, it has to depend on the outside world. It's external environment. That's why it's so important where we take ourselves through the day and what we put from the external environment, what we put in place inside of our body to get to the body what it needs to live, to survive. It's essential that these nutrients are consumed, absorbed by the body from outside sources. Now, we call those essential nutrients. Now, these are nutrients that have to be, uh, they have to be obtained from out there. It's not in here, but it's got to be from out there. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what they are. They're vitamins, uh, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, minerals, and even, I know, even water is considered a nutrient. So, all right, so let's talk about the mandatory aspect of these essential. Well, they're indispensable is what they are to sustain life. So let's bust through these essential nutrients. We'll start with vitamins, okay? Remember, today we're talking about nutrients. The body cannot supply itself, nutritionally speaking. So we got vitamins. They are organic. That means they're coming from living matter. It was alive once and may still be. These are compounds your body needs in small amounts to function properly. Now, without vitamins, the body can't adequately utilize what, what we put in our mouth for food. And we say here at HealthQuest, just because you chew it and swallow it, it don't make it food. Because your body cannot make these nutrients. You got to get them from food sources or, as I said before, supplementation. Because even our food is suspect these days. Vitamins exist in two forms. At least that's how we classify them. The fat and water soluble. So the fat ones are pretty easy to remember. A-D-E-K. Vitamin A-D-E-K. And then we've got the water soluble ones, which include the B vitamins, even vitamin C. Now, if you want to start eating the meats, eggs, fresh fruits, vegetables, fish, things like that, I would say a little bit light on the grains, you're going to get a good supply of what we call vitamins, okay? Now, let's go to minerals, which happens to be another nutrient the body cannot supply for itself, nutritionally speaking. You see, minerals, they're not living, never were. They're inorganic compounds that your body is unable to manufacture, as we said before. They regulate all of your body processes. Each one plays a particular role in your body's proper functioning. Diet must include different minerals. I I say there are over 16 of them that I'm aware of to maintain optimal health. Are you doing that? Would you know it if you were? Or maybe you aren't and you don't know it either. We've got a couple of categories when it comes to minerals. Macro minerals like sodium, potassium, uh, calcium, chloride, uh, phosphorus, magnesium, and sulfur. Those are, the, the macro minerals are needed in larger quantities, meaning you disperse them, you use them, you discharge them, you gotta take them in in larger quantities. And then you got the the 
trace minerals. So you got the macro minerals and then you got the trace minerals. Things like iron. By the way, iron is, as I mentioned last week, week before, the number one deficiency in this country today, iron deficiency. We've got zinc, iodine, selenium, copper, fluoride. Uh, did I say fluoride? Yes, tiny amounts, not in your toothpaste. And then you got the chromium, molybdenum, and manganese. These are all required, but in little itty bitty smaller amounts. Mineral rich foods, again, fruits, ve- amazing fruits and vegetables are going to come up a lot today, just to name a few. Even the nuts, as we mentioned last week then you got protein we're talking about nutrients the body cannot supply for itself nutritionally speaking protein protein is made up of amino acids i'm not gonna tell you what amino acid is (laughs) anyhow proteins are the foundation yes the foundation of every living cell and your body uses proteins to build and repair tissues maybe you already knew that the body it can't it can't produce all the proteins on its own now it does but in you know not i would say not ample quantities uh necessary to uh, sustain life now we got to do it from eating something you got to do the food food you got to eat it as a main source of these essential amino acids now there are a couple kind of proteins don't want to throw you off on this this and that we got complete proteins versus incomplete now the ones are considered complete That'd be the fish, lean meat, poultry, eggs, cheese, all that stuff. But, you know, light on the cheese now. Uh, These are complete proteins, meaning that they contain all the necessary uh, amino acids in them. And then you've got proteins that are good, but they're considered incomplete. Um, Okay, I say this reservedly, but grains. Again, we got to take it easy on the grains, kids. And then uh, uh, legumes and and nuts and seeds, as we mentioned last week, uh, they would be eaten in a wide variety to ensure that you consume all the necessary amino acids. In other words, if you get enough of the incomplete proteins, you probably can have a stereophonic supply of proteins per se. Now, we're going to fats, and we're, again, mentioning all of the... uh, uh, essential nutrients, vitamins, proteins, carbohydrates. Now we're on the fats. So we're going to go to minerals soon. Now, fats, as you all know, because we're all fatties, your body requires monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats, including the omega-3, which is really problematic in this country today to maintain optimal health. Um, we have spent much time on, the, on, on this whole subject of fats and fatty acids. Uh, you might want to go to HealthQuest Radio to our archives at healthquestradio.com, and, and you'll see it listed there. But I want to mention the monounsaturated and the polyunsaturated fats improve our, our blood cholesterol levels. We're going to talk about that in the, in the next uh, uh, segment as well, stabilizing your heart. Did you know that uh, this month, I believe, is uh, American Heart uh, Month? We'll talk about that in just a little bit. But I want to mention and go back to a question I was asking. We'll complete this list in just a little bit because I can see the clock is running down. Can overeating certain foods cause deficiencies leading to sickness and disease? Or might say, can we undereat those certain foods and do the same thing? Well, I'll tell you what, let's go back in history. Perhaps let's go to, uh, let's say, civilizations way, way in the way back, a uh, history of man, and see what they discovered that may be apropos for what we're talking today. We're talking about essential nutrients and also mention what is it that you could take if you should take it and knew that you could if you needed to supplement something really important and vital to your present day health. But you got to keep it right here. It's Dr. David Goldbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio.
You remodel your kitchen, you remodel your bathroom. Now remodel your gut. That's right, your gut. Any successful remodel job requires workers to show up with the necessary tools and ready to work. Well, it's just like that with probiotics. They need to come with prebiotics to encourage growth, as well as postbiotics to nourish the gut. And Dr. O'Hara's probiotics do just that. Dr. O'Hara's is the only probiotic capsule that contains a rich nutritional prebiotic, along with a full spectrum of 12 selected probiotic strains and naturally derived postbiotics. During a three-year fermentation process, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics create healthy, organic nutrients and the diversity of flora that are necessary for long-term digestive health. So remodel your gut today with the right workers. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics online as well as Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and natural health retailers nationwide today. Go to healthquestradio.com. I don't know what's about to happen. All I know is it's going to happen. All right, thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. It's no mistake that you have tuned into our show today. And we're discussing or at least covering some of what what all of us can relate to, and that's overeating, and also some clues regarding food cravings and how it might relate to not only weight gain, but uh, deficiencies as well. And I want to get to the part where we're talking about long, long time ago. And our friend and compatriot, I love you, is James B. Laval. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to mention. You're only addressing me properly. Your middle initial, James B. Laval. All right, love you. Anyhow, it's good friend, colleague, my favorite clinical pharmacist, author, board certified clinical nutritionist. It's because of him. I have to take continuing education exams to prove my professional competency year after year. Hi, Teach. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs> good. You know, a lot of what we learned uh, long, long ago, it's it's come forward. Ancient civilizations like the Egyptians, Babylonians, Greeks, Romans, and all that, the Chinese. Uh, I'm talking about a little bit, as you know, essential, non-essential nutrients. There is something that was discovered uh, thousands of years ago. It's garlic. And, and my question, in your opinion, Jim, uh, does garlic qualify as an essential nutrient? Well, I'm Italian, so you know, yeah. asking me from my ethnicity, of course it's essential. Of course it is. Of course it is. But if we're, you know, no, it's not an essential nutrient, but it sure does do a lot of things that are essential to our good health today. Uh huh. Especially if you, uh, eating garlic is great, and there's great benefits to that health wise. But if you start looking at aged garlic, well, then you know, lots of studies that say pretty essential to the issues that most people have today mainly due to their overeating and, and lack of walking. How does the overeating and lack of walking have to do with, with that? Connect the dots there. Uh, okay. So, so, you know, in general, and I think you probably agree with me, that, you know, mm-hmm. people eat too much, they eat too often, yeah. they eat too late, they don't move enough. Okay. And when that happens, when you overfeed, every civilization that overfeeds ends up being overweight. And when you're overweight... You trigger more inflammation in your body. It's going to lead to more blood vessel issues. It's going to lead to things like blood sugar problems. Yeah. It's going to lead to cognitive issues. 
um, and, and joint issues for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. When you're overweight, you put more pressure on your joints. So, so anything you can do <laughs> that helps to dampen that inflammatory response is a big deal. And then movement is key. And I've always appreciated your, your opinion mm. of walking and how important and how efficient mm-hmm. walking is Amen. exercise tool. Amen. Amen, Jim. And, and, and honestly, I, you know, I think it's something that, you know, people get in their car to get their mail at the yes. driveway, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> it's not that far. I, I'm waiting for the Flint, uh, Flintstone car to come back out. That's what I'm waiting for. But uh, with respect to heart disease, number one, I, you, you're very well studied, highly intelligent. So, and you're, you're in the newest of the news. My question is, as heart disease uh, increases in this country, but so do the cardiac procedures and the nuances of medicine, you being a registered pharmacist as well, why is it that we're not leveling this thing out? Why is it that heart disease is still on the, on the increase? What is it that it won't take second place? It's a great question. And, and you know, I think it's because we don't look at heart disease as a lifestyle disease, meaning that, you know, look, you got to learn how to cope with stress. It's, you know, it's stressful for a lot of people, but at the same time, we don't really teach people any kind of way of understanding how do you deal with this hormone called cortisol, which, you know, is getting amped up in individuals. And there's good evidence that, you know, when you flatten your cortisol curve, you're making too much stress hormones all day long, that that gives you a three and a third times higher risk of heart disease. Um, so stress, hmm. yeah. that's it. That's a factor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mental issues, factor. Yeah. Blood sugar issues from, you know, poor eating and not enough movement for the most part. That's a factor. Um, you know, the fact that a lot of our foods aren't nutrient dense, the ones that we eat. I mean, I know, I don't know if you've seen, but that the latest rage in uh, hot wing sauce is oh. a vitamin fortified hot wing sauce. Oh, no. No, I'm kidding. But oh, oh okay, I was thinking that the, as close as it comes is the is a capsinicin or whatever you call that stuff. That's right. Yeah, you know, that's the, right. The buffalo sauce. That's right. So, the, but the point being is, is that you know we, we're not getting enough. Look, magnesium incredibly important. People aren't getting that in, in their diet because they're not eating dark leafy greens. Yeah. Um, they're not eating vegetables for the most part. Yeah. Um, and so I think you know the why heart disease is still rolling along, and there are some genetic issues to it too you know if you have certain gene snips you got to really mm. watch how much saturated fat you're mm, eating and yeah. all those kind of things but yeah. for the most part you know we just have not taught people a lifestyle that promotes being strong being well being healthy mm-hmm. feeling fit and you know i think that's why it's still the champ i mean yeah. uh, heart disease is still out there running yep. number one and, yep. and uh and i think it's going to continue to do that uh, uh, because people still keep looking for that magic bullet that, hey, I take it, and now I don't have to worry about it, uh, and that just isn't going to be the case with heart disease. So you're saying that all that you mentioned, lifestyle, blah, 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 is much stronger in its negativity as an impact to our body and our body's health as compared with all the advances we're making in science. A hundred percent. And look, you know, what a lot of people don't realize on heart disease, and, and I know you know this because you studied the nervous system. Mm-hmm. But it isn't smoking. It isn't even being overweight. I smoke filter. I got to smoke the filter ones. 
That's right. Even though those are bad, those are both <laughs> really bad um, to do, right? You don't want yeah. to be a smoker. And you don't want to be overweight. But yeah. the biggest risk factor is changes in your nervous system. When your autonomic nervous system mm. is stressed, yes. and, you're, and that is the biggest cause mm-hmm. of cardiovascular issues. Um, and a lot of times, I don't think people will even get that. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. When's the last time you took your, took your blood pressure? Well, I don't know, yeah. years ago. Yeah. And, and I think all of these things really need to be looked at. And I know in my practice, I still, I'm, I'm really now trying to emphasize, I always have, mm-hmm. but it's, it's about you changing the way you live. Absolutely. And that is, you know, you, you can take a, a you can take a pill, and yes, it's going to help. You can take a nutrient, and it's going to help. Yeah, you still got to change, maybe some of the habits that you've developed or were handed down to you. And would you just say uh, to interrupt you with respect to what you're thinking is a big player for heart disease is the same big player for diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it is. Holy moly. That, yeah, exactly. I mean, the concept, which is in the literature, yeah. right? It's, it's talked about. It's called metaflammation. We had the better term, metabolitis. Yes, I love it. We, you yes. and I, you and I, Jim, we did it. We came up with that term, and we, and we gave it to science at no charge. Exactly. <laughs> and but the reality is now the all these papers are coming out. Metabolic inflammation mm-hmm. leads to inflammation, and that inflammation takes its its place as autoimmune disorders and mm, diabetes and yes, disease yes. and colitis mm-hmm. and all sorts of chronic conditions that people end up with uh, depending on kind of how the roulette wheel rolled, right? So yes. I, I think it's important that people really start to get an idea of, hey, what are some things, what are some strategies that allow me to have that shot at, you know, feeling strong, having that vitality that they deserve, and I think that's one of the biggest things that, that, that people are missing today. And that's why I wanted to, to get you on and do a little bit on garlic, because just as you're mentioning, so much of getting healthy has to do with resources we already have in our body if we didn't, uh, we didn't exhaust them. And also, some of that same kind of power or improvement can come from some supplementation with some differentiation. In other words, people can't just be eating garlic cloves every day. So I wanted to have you on so we could move through this whole topic of garlic, because I don't know, yes or no, I don't think we can get enough garlic if we tried to eat it, or we would lose our family and friends, maybe, or what? <laughs> We've got about 30 seconds, Jim, and then we're going to hold you over. All right, we got it. Well, I can tell you this. Hmm. For me, I what? love it when people have that garlic scent. <laughs> Bottom line is, I mean, I grew up on it, right? So <laughs> You're Italian. <laughs> is, yeah, exactly. When, you're, when, you're, when, you, when you start to look oh. at garlic, it's aged yes. garlic, and I know we're going to talk about it yes. after the break. Yes. That is where the magic is, is when you age the garlic and it changes the natural compounds in the garlic. There. So that's a teaser. Got to keep it right here for more of what you need to do. Yeah, it's a Health Quest Saturday morning. You keep it right here, okay? Okay. It's Dr. David Kolbaba. Almost all disease is stress-related. So how do you score on the stressometer scale? An average day-to-day, 0 to 10, with 10 being the worst? That's what I thought. 
And I know if you could have done something to lower those stressful burdens of yours, I know you would have done it by now. But here's something you can do right now, not tomorrow. Try Quiet Mind today. You see, Quiet Mind is a classical herbal stress management formula used for centuries in traditional Chinese medicine to help nourish and calm the heart, even your heart. Quiet Mind is designed for those with anxiety and those who have sleep issues related to stress. Quiet Mind also contains special herbs traditionally used to help reset organ systems ravaged by ongoing stress. You know, you don't have to be stressed out to do something, so call 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Go to healthquestradio.com. We're back on a Saturday morning. Hey, thanks for being with us. Again, we're uh, visiting this morning with uh, James Lavelle. James B. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, Jim, you are an important person, especially because you're my friend. And you know what? You, you are a world famous clinical nutritionist, board certified author of how many books now? How many books do you have out there now? Oh, 22, it'll be 24 by the end of this year. Oh, gee, my gosh. Well, I have a heavy amount of respect as an uh, internationally recognized clinical pharmacist, and I wanted to get to this because we're talking about garlic and precisely uh, more kyolic because you might as well not waste your time eating it. I know you're Italian, uh, but here's a question. Is it or is it not true that one study showed that garlic is more effective than one of the most popular uh, hypertensive drugs, high blood pressure medication, uh, atenolol? Um, it... Uh, it, 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 wasn't it understood or weren't the findings of that uh, uh, study that garlic was equal or not superior to that uh, pharmaceutical drug? Yeah, I mean, there are multiple studies. So when you look at especially aged garlic extract or kyolic, mm-hmm. um, there are four different studies that show that it lowers blood pressure an average of 11 points on systolic and six points diastolic. And that's that is a drug-lowering number right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the beautiful thing about kyolic is in addition to lowering your blood pressure, your blood vessels get more pliable. So all that stress and, and releasing all that adrenaline, making your blood vessels real stiff, your blood vessels become more pliable again. They mm. move more efficiently. Yeah. And then the, probably some of the biggest studies that have come out lately um, – 
in diabetics, for example, people with diabetes, their left ventricle and their heart grows. Mm. Age extract of people, all people with diabetes, yeah. all people with left ventricle enlargement, and it it reduced their ventricle size by 1.64% in a year, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a big deal. Like sure. it's, it's very hard to do that in individuals like that. And then there's, of course, the vulnerable plaque. I mean, what natural compound do you know that re- regresses or mm. turns down vulnerable plaque if people are already, mm-hmm. if you're already suffering from, you know, early stages of heart disease and a lot of Americans that are, you know, right? Yeah. You, got, you, got, you got half the population, basically, and half the population's uh, either diabetic or pre-diabetic. Right. So a lot of folks in that situation. So yes, Aged garlic extract, I think, you know, when you asked me at the beginning, is garlic essential? Aged garlic extract to me is essential mm-hmm. um, for people today because you got 80% of the population's overweight. You have half the population being people with diabetes or prediabetes, yeah. half of the population with heart disease, uh, especially over the age of 55. Um, and, and you need to be able to give strategies. What can I take mm. each day that's going to yeah. help me? kind of regress back to being healthy. Yep. And I think aged garlic extract is one of the best things you can do. And, you know, the, you know, with, with Kyolic, they're launching this whole process of Kyo life, right? Mm-hmm. Strong life. Kyo. Kyo life. in Japanese is strong or oh. powerful. And, and I think they're very committed to mm-hmm. getting people to understand that, you know, it isn't just about slowly reducing your progression in your diseases. It's how do you get healthy? Mm-hmm. and love aged garlic because of that. You know, I was thinking, uh, as you were t- talking about those that have a, a, a X amount of supplements in their cabinets, and every so often they rediscover one that's in the in the cabinet and go, golly, I'm, but I'm taking so many nutrients, uh, so many supplements. So my question for you regarding um, Kyolic, all the Kyolic products to sustain that thing you're calling Kyolic, the Kyolife, um, how can that person get to the point, what can we say to them so that we can throw that Kyolic product at the top of their list if they're going to miss one of the supplements, have it not be Kyolic? Yeah, I mean, so first of all, I don't know of a, of a supplement that has more publications on it. You had over 900 hmm. scientific published papers on aged garlic extract from leading universities. So, you know, <laughs> you know the old story. Oh, yeah. oh supplements don't have any evidence. Right. Well, unfo- well I got to tell you, unfortunately, this one's got a lot of peer-reviewed journal evidence that's mm-hmm. been published showing a multitude of benefits, everything from improving immune function and yep. improving your T-killer cells yep. to be acting as a prebiotic in the gut. Yep. All of the benefits I was just talking about, you know, lowering blood pressure, reducing oxidized LDL, which is mm-hmm. the cholesterol that ends up triggering you making plaque in your arteries. So I think, and, and then the, you know, another study that just came out showing how it improved microcirculation in people. And so kind of the latest and greatest is that whole aspect of, gee, we got to get blood to all our tissues and organs. And when your microcirculation starts to falter, well, now you can't supply those nutrients that you're trying. If you are trying to improve your diet, you can't get yeah. those nutrients deep into those tissues and organs that you need to get them to. Yeah. So you want to be able to improve circulation. Kyolic also improves microvascular circulation, which is not a small feat. Yeah. 
Well, Jim, golly B, uh, Jim Lavelle, thank you so much for being with us on this Saturday morning. And uh, just short, we got about 15 seconds. So we're basically s- slowing down the premature aging by all that we've said today, Kyola garlic, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Jim. You have a great weekend. Appreciate you so much. What's your age? That's A-G-E. Aged garlic extract, that is. For over 50 years, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract has been offering men and women of all ages and with different health concerns an odorless, organically grown, clinically researched garlic extract supplement tailored to their individual needs. Aged garlic extract formulas support optimal cardiovascular health, immune function, and many more specific health concerns like stress, blood sugar balance, high blood pressure, detox, anti-aging, inflammation, and brain health. Kyolic AGE's condition-specific products contain Kyolic's exclusive GMO-free garlic extract, which is aged up to 20 months, converting garlic's harsh properties into beneficial compounds. So what's your AGE? Visit your local natural health and wellness retailer and discuss which Kyolic AGE formula is best for you and your lifestyle. Kyolic aged garlic extract formulas are available at fine natural health retailers nationwide, also online. Go to healthquestradio.com. It's no mistake that you're listening to our show today. Please call our HealthQuest Radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Make this one phone call, one of the most important phone calls you'll ever make, for your sake. 800-794-1855. Holding on to our lives, huh? You know, um, sometimes we have to make some forward steps to get to a place of higher health. And and I, I want to thank... Uh, Jim Lavelle for being with us this morning and our friends at uh, Kyolic Wakanaga for uh, helping to support programs just like ours. And I want to emphasize again, when we're uh, astute enough to know what to supplement and how to how to prepare foods properly and where to get them, it is it, it's an undertaking in this day and age of highly processed foods and everybody hawking supplements on radio and TV and printed web telling you whatever you got um, whatever they got that that you need and and it's it's a it's certain it's a certain kind of talent or give to this that helps us put these things in order prioritize what is best for us to do what is the best next step to take and today overeating explained clues regarding food cravings I was mentioning a few minutes ago with you, uh, when we think about uh, the essential foods that uh, nutrients that we cannot that we cannot make for ourselves at least in quantities that are essential for us to sustain life, the list uh, that I gave uh, earlier is a short one. It's vitamins, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, minerals, and water. I didn't get to carbohydrates. And water yet, and maybe I'll I'll do that if I have time. But I want to get to uh, the nutrient deficiencies that can make us overeat. Uh, you know, because sometimes when we're overeating, you know, I don't know why I just ate that. I just ate. 
I just had supper. Why did I eat that bag of chips? You just, you can't understand the impulse of your body. And as I mentioned before, could it be that your body instinctively knows enough to have you continue to shop for the food, eat the food, in order for it to get some of these essential nutrients? Could it be that that's where the urges come from? You know, in our offices, we have patients keeping daily activity calendars because research shows that those who keep track of their eating and keep track of what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, on an everyday, through-the-day basis, they lose twice as much weight as those who are out there flying in the breeze, flying by the seat of their their pants, not documenting anything they're doing or, or, or eating. And it's really simple, but mostly unknown to people that you wouldn't think I'm going to write, I'm going to write this stuff down. If I did, it would just give me a guilty complex, you know, so I'm not going to do that. So what are some nutrient deficiencies that, that might make you overeat? I mentioned one last week and a little bit ago, iron. Some vegetarians are surprised to find that they, they may occasionally experience meat cravings. They wouldn't admit it. I'm going to hunk of meat. That's why I want a hunk of meat. But I'm a vegetarian. So who knows what vegetarians and vegans do in the quietness and the privacy of their own own home. Women who go through certain phases of their their menstruating uh, cycle, they have similar cravings. So iron, what do you do for, for iron? Nuts, we talked about them last week. Pumpkin seeds, dried fruit. Legumes, beans, things like that. Oh, by the way, iron is best absorbed with vitamin C. Not the regular vitamin C you get at the, I was going to say, I was going to say five and dime, but there's no such thing anymore. So wherever you go. Another nutrient deficiency that can cause you to overeat and you don't know you have the deficiency of it. The omega-3 fatty acids we talked about because they're very important to our overall health as well. Because when if you don't get enough, your body sends signals of cravings that may make you overeat. So an indication of overeating might be omega-3. And in this country, we certainly don't have the proper combination between the omega-6 fatty acids and the three. Now, some people say, well, I know that healthy oil might be olive oil. So the ratio between omega-6 and 3 should be about 3 to 1. If you keep eating olive oil, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but if you don't figure out how to get the omega-3s in, olive oil is a 10 to 1 ratio. So you'll never reach the proper ratio with your omega-3s if you keep exclusively consuming olive oil. So unless you get the omega-3s into your body, things like flaxseed oil, all the marine you know, fish and things like that, Brussels sprouts... Uh, hemp seeds, chickpeas, uh, all that stuff. That'll get the omega-3s. Now, another nutrient deficiency that also might make you eat, besides the fatty acid, the omega-3s, and the iron, the B vitamins can cause us to overeat. Magnesium and calcium can cause us to overeat. Zinc deficiency can cause us to overeat as well. And by the way, other, uh, other symptoms of a zinc deficiency would be uh, foggy thinking, thinning hair, poor immune. You know, if it's going around, I'm going to get it. Skin rashes. Uh, 
I know I need to take a break. Tofu for zinc, if you want that. The same seeds, nuts, and eggs are all part of this thing we're talking about when we want to reduce our overeating, perhaps caused by some nutritional deficiency. But you got to keep it right here, okay? Okay. You're listening to Chicagoland's longest-running health news and science show with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. So how long were you told that you'd be on that medication that you're taking? (laughs) That's what I thought. Sad, but it's the same for everyone else. Question, do you believe it's possible for you to be set free from the medication that you are presently on? Or are you stuck taking it forever, not to mention all of the side effects? And how good could it feel to finally become drug-free? You know, the United States makes up less than 5% of the world's population, yet we use over 85% of the world's supply of medication. That means that 95% of the world is using the 15% leftover medications, with 34 countries living longer than we do here in the United States today. Helping our body regain its health using a more natural approach can reduce the need for these dangerous medications. So let's begin your adventure in health today. Call 800-794-1855 to reserve your new patient strategy consultation. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. Interesting. Uh, with working 40 years now with patients, so many of us are in dire straits and between a rock and a hard place. And I watch people make decisions based on some pretty arduous moments. Catastrophic events that land on them. Some more deserved or less deserved maybe than others. But it's there nonetheless. Taking a supplement like Kyola garlic, something very simple but very significant, might be something for you to do as a next step, just a baby step. You know, I uh, remember a show a long time ago, the Art Linkletter show, and then there was another one that he did, hosted, uh, Kids Say the Darndest Things. It was really kind of a entertaining show, especially because I was a kid when he was doing it, so it seemed really funny because he was making fun of people my age. <laughs> and, like, uh, here, here's an example. What's your favorite Bible story? Oh, by the way, this is he's asking this little kid my age, what is this kid's favorite Bible, stu- uh, Bible story? What's your favorite Bible story? About the wine. Where did it happen? When Jesus... When Jesus went where? At the wedding. At the wedding. Out of what did he make the wine? Water. That's right. Now, when Jesus made the water into wine at the wedding, that's the story. What do we learn from that story? We learned the more wine we get, the better the wedding is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was cute. Uh, He would always ask the question, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And you had a chance, and even vicariously through other kids, mentioning, you know, know, answering that question, so what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm sure people asked you that, too. But I, I, I 
I want to ask you that question right now because so many of us are so grown up. But the question I would ask if I was Art Linklater right now, what 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 would you want to be when when you get healthy? When you get healthier, what what do you want to be when you get healthy? What do you want to do when you get healthier? Where do you want to go when you become healthier? What do you want to accomplish when you get healthier? Now, I know it's pretty easy to do nothing, at least do what we think we are doing, and we're sliding back thinking and assuming that just because of age, things are going to get worse. Then you have patients working in our office just a little, little bit away from Chicago, and those people are getting older, but they're getting well. They're getting older, and they're getting healthier. I want you to call 800-794-1855 and, and turn yourself in. Say, I want to get healthier. I want to learn more about what I hear on HealthQuest every Saturday. And if I integrate, you'll hold me accountable. So this time next year, I'll be healthier. Even though I'll be older by one year, I'll be healthier as well. Speaking about healthier, uh, new book coming out soon titled my book, The Caveman Way to Get Healthier. It's a Neanderthal guide for regaining health naturally. So get your name on our pre-order list by calling our radio hotline, 800-794-1855. And by the way, we do have a call list, a HealthQuest radio call list. Uh, That puts you on a list for anything special that's coming up soon. So, for instance, we had our Adventures in Cooking show, and it's a standing room only when you do that. But you got to get on the list for events like that that are coming up. And they're coming up all through the year. Call that number, 800-794-1855. That number again, 800-794-1855. Get your hands on some Kyola garlic. Call our office to get more information. We have it there. We can send it to you. Sure, do that too, okay? That number to call again, 800-794-1855. If we can be of any help to you or someone you love, give that number a call, 800-794-1855. You be blessed. 